Hey, this is Jim Minnery with Family Matters. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It is Wednesday, April 28th, uh, a gorgeous spring day. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, we have the great privilege of uh, thanking our sponsors um, over at uh, PT, uh, P- Rieger PT, sorry, Rieger Physical Therapy. That's RiegerPT.com, R E G E R. PT.com. Go over there and give them some love. If you have some, uh, if you have some aches and pains, and you need some physical therapy, uh, Cortland and his team are always um, exceptional at their craft, is what I like to say, and uh, and they are aligned with uh, the things that you and I care deeply about. So, thanks so much uh, to Cortland and his team. Uh, wanted to just do a quick um, uh, announcement. We have our. Uh, we have our spring dinners coming up. It's called They Love Me, They Love Me Not, the cancel culture versus the Christian worldview. So if you haven't signed up yet and, uh, and bought either a table, which we are uh, getting folks to sponsor, or individual tickets, uh, they're 150 bucks. so they're not cheap, but this is a fundraiser because, believe it or not, we actually have expenses. In fact... Um, anyway, I'll go into that in a second. But the Thursday, uh, next Thursday, May 6th in Anchorage at Main Event Grill is our spring dinner. And next Friday, May 7th in Fairbanks at Pike's Landing. Our speaker is going to be Alicia Wood. She is uh, an African-American young individual. Um, and she speaks on the intersection of culture and faith she goes into um, you know deep theological discussion sometimes, but this particular uh, event that she's speaking at, she's going to just talk about how uh, Christians should respond. I mean, first acknowledging that there's a, a big movement of uh, in culture to take to, to cancel us um, as believers, but there's also a way to respond as believers, and so it's going to be a fascinating evening. We'll have food and fellowship and. Uh, even some worship music. I think in Fairbanks, we're going to actually have a comedian. Uh, it'll be a clean comedian, as you might imagine. Um, but in uh, in Anchorage, we'll have uh, a musician and, and, uh, and some singing, and it'll be uh, it's going to be a great time. So go to akfamily.org. We're almost sold out in Anchorage, not quite sold out in Fairbanks yet. So if you can uh, be a part of that, we'd be honored to have you. Uh, our guest today is Robert Coulter. He is... Um, uh, one of the directors in the state of Alaska for AMAC. It stands for the Association of Mature Americans. Um, and they are a, a counter to AARP. Uh, I'm guessing if you're over the age of 55, you've already become an automatic member of AARP because that's what they do is they, um, I think when I turned 55, which was just last year, uh, I got my um, membership and uh, I'll probably stick with it just because I like to monitor what those um, folks are doing on the other side of our issues. And let me just say, AARP is on the other side of almost every issue you and I uh, care about. If you're a, a supportive listener um, here on our podcast slash radio station. Um, so what's nice about um, what's nice about Robert and his work with AMAC is that they are absolutely aligned 
with uh, us as a conservative organization. Um, they've even taken stands on the pro-life issue because, of course, AARP has taken stands uh, with Planned Parenthood and in the abortion issue. Of course, their uh, AARP has been very supportive of Obamacare and uh, and higher taxes, and it's even the LGBT movement. Um, AARP has been a part of so. Uh, it's nice to know that there's an alternative. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's about 8,000, a little over 8,000 members of AMAC here in Alaska. Um, so it's growing. I mean, there certainly needs to be a, a, stronger, um, a stronger growth. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Robert on the show today is to be able to you know, help him. Uh, help him grow the organization. So anyway, we have um, some other things going on in terms of our legislative agenda. You may have heard about SJR4. That's still, we're waiting to get that into finance. That's basically the amendment to the Constitution that says uh, our state Constitution does not, is completely neutral on the issue of abortion or the funding thereof. Um, And uh, the last I heard, we had a a very solid um, turnout in terms of testimony for that. Planned Parenthood is always very active in terms of um, uh, getting their people to testify by phone. So we didn't quite make that. uh, We didn't get as many people as they did. But I did hear from the folks at um, Shelley, Senator Shelley Hughes' office, she's the sponsor of that bill, that they tallied the written testimony from the Senate Judiciary Committee, and uh, they received a whopping 318 letters in support and only 30 letters in opposition, so 91% in favor. That is huge. Um, so we're very grateful for that. Um, now, I think I've said this before. It's, it's likely... Uh, it's going to be a, a challenge, a big-time challenge, to get it um, passed out of the Senate. We have uh, a couple senators in particular, Senator Natasha von Imhoff out of Anchorage, and Senator Gary Stevens out of Kodiak, and Senator Bert Stedman out of Ketchikan, and finally Senator uh, Click Bishop out of Fairbanks. So those are the four senators I would ask you to pray for specifically. Um, I'm hoping to meet with them if I can. I mean, they're not taking, um, you know, one-on-one uh, or uh, in-face uh, um, uh, meetings down in Juneau, but I'm hoping to be able to meet with them either by Zoom, those individuals, and just kind of reach out and, and talk to them about it because, um, you know, you can say all you want, but the, the, the it's not a pro-life bill in terms of it's not going to do anything to pro-life laws. All SGR4 does is to say that the Constitution is silent on the issue and that the courts cannot have the final say. Um, It's the people who can have the final say through their elected officials. And so I think you can be pro-choice that I believe uh, Senator Von Imhoff is and still support SJR4 because you believe that it's a separation of powers issue um, rather than a pro-choice, pro-life issue. And that the right thing to do is to remove the court who has inserted itself um, into this issue and tried um, their best to create a right for abortion that's simply not there. It's just not there. And so that's why there's been seven, I believe, other states who have passed similar legislation and amended their constitution. So that's our big thing. We likely will not pass. I've mentioned this before as well. Um, The House, certainly, because we need two-thirds and we just don't have that. Um, But what we're doing more than anything is just to introduce the issue to the public. And uh, then we'll go for a constitutional convention Hopefully, next year, that's the one way that we can um, 
get this done, at least in, in my lifetime. I don't know if we'll ever get to two-thirds in the House or the Senate. I'd like to think we will, but it's a long, long stretch. And every 10 years, we there's a call for a constitutional convention. And so um, that's my hope that we can do that because it's one of the best things that we can do. I think it's the silver bullet, really, because uh, then we can pass um, legislation just on a regular, simple majority, and the courts are uh, rightfully hand-tied and can't do anything about it. So uh, we also have some legislation that we're hoping to introduce here very soon. Um, it's kind of, you know, below radar, but I'm making it above radar, I guess, uh, by mentioning it. But uh, a Protect Women's Sports Act. Uh, Ohio became, I think, they're like the 33rd state that has this kind of uh, legislation in place to protect women's sport and prevent uh, biological males from competing against biological females in sports. Um, and so we'll have more information about that as that unfolds. Um, but so stick around. We're going to take our first quick break here on Family Matters. Um, check us out on podcasts and wherever you download your podcasts. And you can uh, subscribe and, and get every uh, of the episodes uh, just sent to you um, and downloaded easily. So um, we'll take our first break and we'll be right back, back with Robert Coulter of American or Association of Mature Americans. God bless. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm very happy to have Robert Coulter with AMAC. Um, and I'm guessing there are a few folks out there who haven't uh, heard of AMAC, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing the show today. But um, first of all, Robert, thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, sir. It's an honor. Well, the AMAC, um, and I did mention this in the, in the, the beginning of the, or the first segment, my monologue, is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and we will uh, we'll go into detail on that here in a little bit because it's a, it's a great group, and uh, we couldn't be more supportive. Um, but let's talk about Robert first. Um, what brought you to Alaska? How long have you been here? What were you doing in your... Um, in your past life before you came on board with AMAC and, and how involved are you with AMAC? So just give us the, the, the short history of uh, who Robert Coulter is. Well, thank you. You want a short history to a long opportunity answer there. <laughs> so I am, uh, I'll start with uh, the question that uh, is common. How did you come to Alaska and uh, why are you still here? So uh, I came in 1978 uh, up from Wisconsin, uh, bought a one-way plane ticket. It was my first uh, first airplane ride ever. And uh, uh, when it was time to go home, <laughs> it was, uh, gee, am I going to buy a one-way ticket home or am I going to stay? So uh, things work out for me. They just do. I uh, uh, have a great support in my thinking as my and my spiritual life and the idea of staying would work out so uh, uh i moved from one thing to the next without a great plan and uh suddenly as i look back wow uh there was a weaving going on there so 1978 uh and i've been here that number of years never left i continue to stay uh and I have a home in Wasilla right now. I used to live in Anchorage for oh, uh, up until 10 years ago. So I uh, watched that change in the quality of that town. And I'm 
happy I'm out here in Wasilla at this point. I have uh, uh, found a beautiful spouse and a beautiful wife. Uh, during that time, we've been married 40 years, been trying to figure out what marriage is and referred finally to what the Bible says about what marriage is. And now yeah. things started to make more sense. <laughs> uh, Janice and I are, are extremely uh, gratified at the opportunity to have a marriage rather than just a friendship or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're, we're, doing, we're doing that as part of our active lifestyle. Uh, Do you have kids, I Robert? Work, uh, I have two children, yes. They both live in Anchorage. And I am thankful that they are uh, Alaskans. <laughs> Uh, they wow. had choices to move out of town and or out of state, and they didn't. So uh, uh, we see them, and we're gratified with the uh, relationship with them. And then there's a few grandchildren in there too. That's a wonderful thing. Well, and so you, when you came up here initially in in '78, you what were you doing uh, for your uh, to put bread on the table? Oh yes, there is bread on the table. I was blessed with the uh, with the ethic of working. Uh, so it was, gee, how much can I do, and what do I get to do, rather than what do I have to do to survive? Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, it involves uh, meeting people, and I uh, met people that were in the restaurant business. I ended up uh, in a manager position. Uh, and uh, for a restaurant, which is no longer in existence, then uh, uh, I joined myself to the municipality of Anchorage, the health commission at that point. They were looking for uh, uh, you know, citizen volunteers, so that wasn't bread on the table necessarily. I also joined the uh, AMAT or Anchorage Municipality Area Traffic Study. Uh, which I think is still in existence to some degree about how would traffic move around the town and started to learn about government a little bit that way. I also uh, engaged as a uh, uh, school district employee, which I realize now is not the school district. It's actually a government job. Uh, However, they call it the school district. (laughs) And uh, it took me a while to figure out that being a teacher was actually being a government worker. Uh, so I, uh, did 20 years of that. During that time, I, uh, what school did you teach at? Oh, I was at Diamond High School. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. Taught 13 year olds and it was fun. I uh, was in the, what they call science and, uh, it, uh, allowed me at that point to, to create things, uh, that I still look back on and have a, uh, thankfulness for the, for that um then uh even prior to to that diamond high school i was at the romig junior high back in the days when dr romig was was a name that people recognized uh and even and soon after that i was in the uh, uh science curriculum department as a supposed expert uh, going to elementary schools, all, all of the elementary schools, and presenting uh, the concepts of science to the teachers so that they could teach science, uh, having not been trained in it themselves in their own teacher training. So it was quite a variety of uh, exposures to people at that point. 
and the value of relationships uh, was was confirmed for me, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing today is uh, continuing to do relationships um, through the AMAC group or through the AMAC group. Well, so let's let's dive into that then. The um, the AMAC Association of Mature American Citizens. I love that title. I mean, not that it. Uh, I mean, you. It assumes that uh, uh, the people are, are. They're not older. They're more mature. Um, I'm not sure yeah. sometimes if my kids think that about me or not. Uh, as I get older, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But uh, so tell mm-hmm. us about the reality that it, it's it's so fascinating to me because so many people, um, and we talked about this offline, uh, would consider uh, AARP. As you know, that used to be just the group that you uh, got the information from when you turned 55 or whatever, whatever it is. I think that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. But um, uh, that it was just like like you said uh, for retired people. And, and what does that mean? There's all sorts of different levels of retirement and different stages of retirement. And um, but as you dove into that a little bit more um, in terms of ARP, you you started realizing that they have quite a progressive. Um, legislative agenda, really, and an advocacy component that wasn't settling with what you d- held as your deeply held convictions on all sorts that's of right. issues. Is that how it played out? Well, that's an invitation. Yeah, what is mature is a question. Uh, and I've presented that in my meeting. Uh, my definition of mature is do you have an understanding of what needs to be conserved? And if you do not have an understanding of what needs to be conserved, I'm suggesting that there's a degree of maturity that hasn't happened yet. There are things to be conserved. There are, rather than liberalized. Um, So uh, mature Americans uh, usually are associated with an age, uh, and the uh, national AMAC has assigned it around age 50. Although the uh, we have younger people than that coming to our meetings and they benefit, this is uh, this is not an age specific idea. Uh, then uh, there is also the word retired, <laughs> and uh, as I am currently uh, uh, realizing an income source as one who helps people financially with their uh, financial thinking and getting through life, and I have a. Uh, a wide variety of clients in the Matsu Valley and Anchorage. Uh, retirement is also not an age, uh, as much as it is. Can you afford to retire? Yeah. So those those issues uh, around can I afford to retire, uh, which involve um, uh, debt issues, which involve uh, health issues, which involve uh, relationship issues. Uh, uh, are part of the words mature and retirement that I became curious of. Uh, when I started off here in Anchorage, those words were were not relevant to me. I was I was young and I I voted for Jimmy Carter and uh, mm. you know everything was good back then. Now I realize now I realize. Um, so it was there a phrase out there that says at some point either you have a heart and at another point you have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Winston Churchill quote about 
if you're young mm-hmm. and you're not liberal, you don't have a heart. And if you're older and you're not conservative, you don't have a brain. And that that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's fascinating because, it, like I said, it, it seemed as though well, when, when we watched Walter Cronkite, I mean, I did when I was young, young. Um, or we, you know, uh, listened or, or, or watched corporate America. There was, there was something about, uh, um, or even late night television. I'm just thinking, you know, a, a sure. broad way of thinking about this, but it was never, never so politicized that there was the left and the right in everything. Um, and mm-hmm. now it seems the reason why so many people are leaving, um, the American Association of Retired Persons is because, um, it's because they politicized that institution or that organization so much, just like they have with a lot of corporate America now. And people are like, man, oh man, can't we just get away from um, this, you know, in, incessant politicization of everything that we do? And um, because yes. of that happening, that's why groups like AMEC are formed. And so, folks, um, mm-hmm. we're going to take our first break here. We're with Robert Coulter, and he's um, – we'll get your title, but I think it's the director, state director of Association of Mature American Citizens. And so – When peace like a river, Hey, welcome back. Jim Minnery with Family Matters. Uh, if you haven't signed up for our, um, our email alerts, you can go to akfamily.org. Um, we send out periodic alerts about legislative things that are going on and, and uh, um, efforts that are taking place across the state and sometimes even the country that you can be engaged in. So go to akfamily.org and just push push that subscribe button and you'll join a growing number of Alaskans who are uh, equipping themselves. You also want to go to AMAC um, and that's it's simple. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S. And I'm actually on there right now, Robert. And uh, if I click for about AMAC, I'm just kind of doing this as we speak. Um, I don't know if there is. It's a very good website, um, but I'm looking to it see is. where people can you can sign up. But are, does it list specific chapters or, or how are you guys um, referred to as state uh, associations? Well, there's a question. The uh, AMAC, A-M-A-C, is easily Googleable, and there is a uh, opportunity and a encouragement on my part to enjoin oneself to it. To uh, join it means to pay $16 a year. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, yeah, the benefit for doing so is remarkable. Uh, the... the uh, the emotional satisfaction as well as the bang for the buck is good. $16 is what a, a small or a medium pizza at Moose's to it. So it, <laughs> it, you get a lot, you get a lot for it. Uh, the, uh, the enjoining of it has to go through that website, uh, amacaction.us, amac.action, uh, or amacaction.org. Any of those will get you there. And um, uh, do enjoin you for for that. You'll you'll receive emails if you want them. You can opt out. You'll receive literature if you want them. Uh, and it does not enjoin you to the local chapter of which I am uh, responsible for. You mentioned before I was a state director, and I'm not. Uh, that is a topic. I am at the Greater Anchorage 
uh, chapter uh, leader, I guess is the word. And there is a, in the Matsu Valley, uh, there is a Matsu Valley chapter with a fellow whose name is Michael Mike Coons, uh, who has been my mentor uh, over time. So uh, there are local chapters, and we simply as local chapters have no uh, design of uh, dues collecting. Uh, we're a 501c4 type chapter, and uh, we don't have to report to the IRS uh, for income or, or donation. So the uh, so, go ahead. No, I'm just wondering. So you, you there's not like I'm just trying to think of AARP in encountering them. I mean, obviously you're an organization that focuses on issues that are conservative leaning in terms of your stance on them. But for each mm-hmm. state, there's not like a state director of uh, is there of AARP the the counter to this because I, I I don't know if you guys are modeling it after them or um, you know are there staff in in various mm-hmm. states that are actually paid um, Association of Mature American Citizens staff um, or how's mm-hmm. that uh, what's that umbrella look like? Well, when I went to Florida recently, I saw that they have a place in Lady Lake, Florida. I drove to it, and I introduced myself, and they recognized me. They said, oh, you're the fellow from Alaska. So there is a remarkable bunch of kind, thoughtful, talented people uh, at that location. There's also a place in New York and a place in Washington, D.C. that are responsible for the national level of lobbying uh, for conservative issues, the uh, the the local here uh, has uh, only myself and Mike Coons, and there's another uh, fine uh, citizen in Fairbanks that is also having a Fairbanks type chapter. We're looking for an organizer and initiator uh, in the Kenai area also. So there's an invitation for you listeners to step right up and start one. I'll help you. How uh, do they get a hold of you, Robert? Oh, How do our listeners see. get a hold of you? I have a phone contact number. Shall I give it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Give it out. Okay. I'll see if anyone can get a hold area, of you. Either area, code, area code 907-727-5300. That's the easiest okay. way. Uh, I have an email. Uh, yeah, and you, you can text me that. Yeah, I, I text, too. Okay, and what's the email that people can send? Well, here it is. It's uh, um, the name Robert with A-M-A-C in the middle of it. <laughs> it's R-O-B-A-M-A-C-E-R-T-1 at gmail.com. Okay, I would folks, like to well, email. However, I'm <laughs> I want to go to Proton Mail one of these days if I can. Um, well, so you would think Rob, that there would be AMACRT one. Okay, gotcha. And and to think you'd think that on the Kenai Peninsula, certainly there would be um, huge numbers. I mean, Kenai and, and the Matsu obviously are um, you know uh, strong conservative bastions in the state. And uh, yeah. although the same thing is we we work with uh, conservatives. Um, all over the state. So uh, it sure seems like this, there's lots of potential to continue to grow this organization. Where are you at right now? We were talking about that offline. Where is AMAC right now in Alaska in terms of membership? 
Oh, membership, uh, 8,240, as I understand, at the at the national level who have enjoined themselves nationally. Uh, and then in the America, there is 2.3 approximately million uh, enjoiners. I think AARP has upwards of 15-plus million, so there's a, a quite a disparity of numbers. Uh, the National AMAC has been around since 2007, as I understand. And uh, I was disappointed to hear that the states of Washington, Idaho, and Oregon have, I believe, if this is correct, no zero local chapters. None. Oh, my God. And Alaska that has, like... has three. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's like a major uh, opening. It has. It's like... Uh... You know, it's like it has nothing to do with the reality uh, that there are many conservatives in each of those states, obviously. It's just, you know, it's someone with organizational skills and marketing skills. And I'm looking on your uh, AMAC team, the website, and it has, you know, a chief executive officer. They have uh, a, a guy that's vice president of sales. I'm assuming that his job um, at AMAC is to try to sell more memberships. Um, or Well, that um, would be at the national level, not at the uh, – not at the uh, – level here locally so uh, if they get if they become a member people go to amac right now amac.us amac.us they become a member um they say yeah. that they're from alaska then does the national group then forward you that information and say hey these guys signed up nationally then you have to additionally sign them up for a statewide involvement or statewide membership uh, there is not a direct connection between the national and the local in that regard. So I am not notified of when people uh, uh, sign up nationally. Uh, that's why that's I, you have to hear it word of mouth here <laughs> in the community. Uh, well, why do first, you think I didn't they... know what MAG was. Yeah, why why would you think that the national group is not wanting to forward that information on to the state folks so that they can right. continue to grow it? Well, they would. That is an element of what I would call proper organization. And AMAC has uh, got a tiger by the tail. They are uh, simply trying to do their work of, of their focus on lobbying uh, at the congressional level uh, with the Senate, and I understand, I've seen photographs, they were in the Oval Office with Donald Trump. Uh, he knows who they are. Uh, and then there was the um, the uh, Congress or the uh, House of Representatives, too. That is their major focus. And uh, then AMAC uh, needs to be invited to interact with the state level. In this case, it's the state of Alaska. So uh, uh, we, Mike Coons and myself, then uh, tell the uh, individuals at the national to what issues in Alaska we're interested in. And the uh, national then has only in the last month uh, contacted and sent letters of support for certain Senate bills to in Alaska to Senator Hughes and Senator Schauer, uh, letters of support for Senate Bill 100, letters of support for Senate Bill 39, 100 is the income tax issue. Uh, we've had uh, letters of uh, unsupport 
or disapproval sent to uh, Hughes, excuse me, to Stutes and to Tuck. And they have received letters from the National AMAC uh, uh, disapproving of, uh, of uh, the gas tax and the income tax things. Uh, we support the Senate Joint Resolution 5 and 7, uh, AMAC. Hold on one uh, second, Robert. Like we're coming up, we're coming up against this hard break, folks. Stick around. We'll be right back with Robert sure. uh, Coulter at American Association for, uh, um, or sorry, the uh, American Mature uh, American Citizens. When peace like a river, hey, welcome back, Jim Minner, with the final segment. We're speaking with Robert Coulter of. Um, AMAC, that is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and um, he's leading up the uh, um, Wasilla area. And, and I mean, not you know, there's there's a couple people involved, both in Wasilla and in Anchorage. But we were just discussing in the previous segment that there are chapters that need to be um, started, individuals who need to step up and engage some of these people in different parts of the state, including uh, the the Kenai Peninsula. Um, because uh, obviously that's one of the more conservative parts of the entire state. And so we need uh, the group uh, to be engaged and equipped and and, uh, motivating people down there. AARP has tremendous influence um, in, I'm assuming right now, the Biden administration. And you mentioned before the break. Politically, they do. Well, I mean, and and so I'm, I, it sounds like uh, the um, you know there were a photo that you mentioned, or that the that AMAC was in the Trump administration as well in terms of trying to make some you know to influence them and um, oh yeah and uh, be well, a part of the it. drug crisis. Well, the yeah, so price came from three hundred down to what is it thirty five, and then the Biden administration removed that and put it way back up to three hundred again. That's unbelievable. What's that I mean. About? That's the thing is the AARP, and I'm just going to read this. This is from Conservapedia, so it's you could say what you want, but I think it's all backed up, or I know it is on on uh, on the website in terms of being footnoted. But um, you know, it, it comes across. They like to say that they are a nonpartisan group, which is always a, a you know. Not I true. Just, it's just so funny how it's like the media um, and certain races, uh, the mayoral race in Anchorage, they like to say, oh, we're nonpartisan. And it's like, no, it's not. Will you just be honest with the people? So AARP, maybe at one time, a long time ago, maybe was nonpartisan. But I, I even doubt that. But so basically on here, uh, it says the AARP mission states that we're dedicated to enhancing quality of life for all as we age. We lead positive social change and deliver value to members through information, advocacy, and service. Well, that's pretty uh, generic, but if you dive into it, um, the AARP is actively going after more federal more federal spending in a bigger government. They're going after progressive tax policies. They are have um, uh, publicly stated that they are supportive of entitlements for migrant workers. Um, they have um, vetoed uh, kids' health care legislation um, that was, uh, you know, I'm actually reading here. It says President Bush wrongly vetoed vetoed kids' health care legislation today. This is going back a long time ago, obviously, but um, yep. so they they've also been against Social Security privatization. Um, they've been very supportive of Obamacare, um, and they've been very supportive of some of the social issues. This is AARP, by the way, about you know yeah. promoting gay 
promoting gay sensitivity training sessions that re-educate people in the, you know, they're very involved in the senior action in the gay environment. I mean, all these groups I'd never even heard of. But um, so that's one of the reasons why AMAC came on board was to say, you know what, we're not going to take this anymore. And like you said, sometimes you automatically become a member or you at least automatically start getting information from AARP when you become hit hit 55. Um, And you don't automatically, I'm assuming, get information from AMAC. I don't know. But so what are some of the key uh, issues that AMAC, you mentioned um, the cost of – of prescription drugs, what are some of the, in Medicare, right. but what are some of the other issues, um, some of the stances that they take on key issues? Sure. Well, there are key issues that the lobbyists, and this is a lobbying organization of sorts, with a budget that is different than the AARP budget, uh, and the issues at least the health care, as well as the, I'm sorry, the issues at the national level, as well as the state level, uh, include uh, these. Basically, they're, they're larger categories. Health care. Health care for people that are over 50 instead of the eugenics board like, oh, <laughs> we see you're yeah. on your way out. We don't need to uh, uh, value your life like we value our ours. Uh, then there are veterans issues and respecting and honoring that, that work as well as giving them at least what the private uh, sector gets. Uh, you know, government health care is, is uh, simply a government approach to anything, and veterans' issues is, is that. Uh, another issue that is lobbied against is who's going to pay for the protecting of life and the murdering or aborting of life. Who's going to pay for that? Is the American taxpayer going to pay for those bills? Or should that be one's own discretion? And if you do it, then you pay for it. So that uh, uh, protecting life concept is another issue. There's another one. Basically, therefore, in recognizing that smaller government uh, is, is scriptural and makes the most financial sense. Uh, lowering the national debt is part of that. That means lowering your expenses. Uh, the Second Amendment is yet another topic uh, that was foundational to our, uh, you know, our beginnings as a country. Uh, lowering taxes, all forms of taxes, including the dividends and the, and the capital gains tax, including the uh, the business taxes and including the uh, income taxes. Then another topic there, illegal immigration. Who should come in? Where is the door? And uh, rather than the window here. Uh, another one is uh, small business and how to promote small businesses. And I would uh, uh, put this as a fact out there that uh, people that are over 65 Uh, at least 40% of them still own small businesses uh, as a source of income. So the attack on small businesses is, in a sense, an attack on uh, older, uh, mature Americans. uh, That's right. And trying to work entrepreneurial and capitalistic ways, which are scriptural ways. Uh, well, and so uh, and so the uh, so for folks who want to, they're hearing this and saying for the first time, maybe, oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't realize how liberal AARP was. 
uh, I'd like to become a member. They go to amac.us and they can join. But as of now, right. uh, you you won't know about that. There's not a local no, website. Um, how is how can someone become a member without just calling you? Is there a way for them to do that? Uh, in the local organization, there is not. Yeah, as I understand. So okay, um, well, would, uh, I would be a big fan of. I would be a big fan of AMAC, uh, you know, if there is a group. And maybe you can find a tech person that can help you because um, I'm certainly not one. But uh, in some of the states, I'm sure, uh, where they have a, a prominent presence, probably in, in, in uh, Arizona and in Florida sure. in particular, uh, I'm guessing that, that you can go to a, a website very specifically and sign up. And that's, I know, very available uh, to have mm-hmm. someone to handle that for you because we need to grow this organization, folks. I mean, one of the things that – is making yeah. me uh, think right now uh, about why groups like AMAC are so necessary is that, you know, the the other side is very, very, very good at coordinating and collaborating their efforts. I mean, you have uh, blue-collar union, IBW, plumber, uh, you know, groups, unions that are standing side-by-side side with LGBT activists and environmental activists and uh, yeah, nowadays Antifa and uh, Blue, uh, Black Lives Matter groups, they all come together, and that's their strength is this organizational ability that they have to collaborate. And the way the conservative movement seems to always work is that it's a disparate sort of uh, disjointed groups of, hey, I'm doing this, you're doing that over there, and yeah. there's not a whole lot of collaboration because yeah. we don't worship We're at all the nice altar guys. of – well, we don't worship at the altar of big government. And so, you know, like Reagan always said, uh, I'm here uh, from the government. That's the worst thing that you can um, actually hear because they're often, if not most often, the the problem rather than the solution. And so our tendency as conservatives is to sort of um, pull apart and and be on our own rather than trying to, uh, to work so closely to change things. And we have to work closer together. Um, so I would just say right now, folks, if you if you uh, you know want to get a hold of Robert, I'm going to have you put your phone number down one more time. I, I would say sure. that's probably one of the best best things that you can do right now. I'd love to be able to tell folks to go to hey go to amac.ak or something, and and they would go there, sign up, um, and we can grow this organization to more than eight thousand. But eight thousand is a good number. There's no doubt yeah. that th- that's a lot of folks. But we could we could uh, make that a lot more significant and. So I just want to thank you, Robert, for being on the show. As I told you, this, these segments come and go super fast, so we're right at the end oh, of the other one. this is way too uh, fast. I told you. but you, And you also have real fast. We have 45 seconds. You have meetings in Anchorage, I know, over at Wellspring. Talk about that yeah. real fast, and then we got to cut it. Yes. Every Tuesday night, the second Tuesday – now, every month, the second Tuesday of the – uh, month at 7 p.m. at a facility in Anchorage called the Wellspring Campus. It's on 2511 Century, S-E-N-T-R-Y Drive. It's out in South Anchorage, one block south of the Fred Meyer on Abbott. Uh, we have meetings there. Uh, last meeting, we had Kelly Chewbacca there. The times before that, we had Senator Sullivan. We've had uh, uh, Dave Bronson and, and Tony, or not Tony, uh, Mike Robbins, we've had the school board members there. We're, all right, all right. Yeah, I hate I, to uh, say it. We're, we're right at the end here. You guys stay tuned for next okay. week's episode. But, uh, uh, Robert, thanks so much for being on board today. Yes, I invite you to become involved in new ways politically. Thank you, Mike. Or, thank all right. You.
Yeah, you right, bet. We'll